0: Hello, this is Roz and Sid. Just a couple of air signs and we're back with you for this week's episode of Astrology Airheads. News you can use that won't make you snooze. Not even a little bit. (laughs) Not even a little. Something huge is coming. Yes. Huge. Ginormous. It's bigger than the solar eclipse of a twenty seventeen.
1: Absolutely. We all remember that. It's a big deal. Yeah. People were out in the streets. Um, our wonderful producer Rick, I think, was up in Wyoming um getting sending me pictures. It's amazing. Of the solar eclipse. People yeah. were
0: burning their corneas. I know. Like it was a big deal. It
1: was it was huge. Um
0: Yeah. So that's over. Is it <laughs>
1: You know, a, a solar eclipses last, um, can last up to, I believe, a year
0: or two.
1: Oh, yeah. So it was, yeah. This... So we're phasing
0: out of yeah. the effects of the solar eclipse. Yes. Um, and moving into something really exciting called, or many people are calling it, the Great Reset. Yes. I know that's a very alluring phrase for people right now and yeah. this time and this age. Um, so that's coming on January 12th mm-hmm. of 2020.
1: Mm-hmm. And... Let's talk about it. What does that mean? Oh, my gosh. It's so much. I mean, everybody's really felt these effects in the sky that have been happening actually since 2012, in my opinion. Um, You know, that was the Mayan calendar, end of days, the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And it kind of was, not in the way that a movie would make it happen or, like, there's no zombie attacks or whatever. But we started that year as... um, well, I guess the 2012 was starting to bring in a new age, the age of Aquarius. Yes, like the song. <laughs> but Aquarius is all about being um, a humanitarian, social groups, friends, the collective of that energy. Um, and kind of moving away from, this might be controversial, but religion and being more spiritual, bringing in that energy. So, yeah, so that's how... This is kind of ramping us up to this great reset of 2020 that all these astrologers have been talking about for several years as I've meandered through.
0: Wow, um, researching. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. what what can we expect and what does it mean in the stars? When we say the great reset, um, what's actually happening up there? Yeah.
1: So we've got Saturn and Pluto going conjunct. At 22 degrees in the sign of Capricorn. So conjunct means? Means they're together. Mm. They're buddies and they're both at 22 degrees. So they're at the same exact spot together. And I want to explain that Saturn, it rules Capricorn. So it's really comfortable in this position. Um, When a planet is at home, it kind of amplifies the energy. So Saturn's kind of giving this Capricorn Um, a boost of, you know, focusing on your career, which Capricorn rules or um, focusing on, what else does Capricorn rules? Jump in, (laughs) sit. I lost my train of thought too. I was like thinking Um, of other things. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this airhead thing is just (sighs) okay. something we can fall on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so Saturn rules Capricorn when it's in, um, when it's at home in Capricorn, it's very comfortable. Um, So it's like, you know, imagining yourself at home. um, What do you like to do? Do you, you know, want to lounge around? Um, Are you at your best behavior when you're at home too? So sometimes, even though it's good that the planet might be at home, it might not necessarily be the best thing because you Mm -hmm. might be overindulging like when uh jupiter was in sagittarius last year um and i'm a sag rising and so when jupiter is at home and it likes to expand things like your waistline um, (laughs) and it always does that to me um and so having saturn at home in capricorn will amplify the um the energies of like your career um what you want to focus on your public appearance your persona um, how you present yourself to the world
0: like money and how you money yeah
1: and so it might go to extremes Mm. um, with this extra boost in it oh and i also wanted to mention um yes the last time saturn and pluto were in capricorn it was in the 1500s but they have come together and it's about every 30 years and so the last time they were together conjunct was in the 80s, early 80s, 1982. Okay. But they were conjunct in Libra. And Libra rules relationships with pe- with p- lovers, oh. business partners, those sort of things. And so we saw a lot of women um, or families getting divorced. It was like the first time women had money, had power. They could get my mom, got a credit card for the first time around then. And so she was unfortunately able, you know, or fortunately able to, you know, divorce my dad because they were no longer getting along. And I felt like, I think my eighth grade teacher asked all of us one time, how many people are from divorced families? And everybody raised their hand except for one kid. And so that we saw that in 82 83. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You
0: saw such an obvious um expression of the Libra Yeah, conjunct. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah.
1: yeah, having this uh Saturn and 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 uh, Pluto together there. And um so uh, it was really eye-opening and this whole kind of coming again in um our completion of the cycle. So Saturn and Pluto and Libra, and now it's in Capricorn. We're seeing this kind of conclusion. Uh, my parents, that was about 30 years ago with their divorce. And so we're seeing what's happening with relationships now there. They're also changing. Um, and I also saw something that was super interesting or notice mm-hmm. on the pop culture side. Uh, Return of the Jedi came out in 83 around this time of the Saturn cap. And then we just had this release of the last final uh, Star Wars movie. I swear, Star (laughs) Wars is so tapped in. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It is. It is. So it was just funny that this conjunction rolls around again at the conclusion of the Skywalker um, story. That's so so crazy. I thought that was rad. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So cool. It was cool. In Capricorn, um, and Saturn is very much about um, constricting energy. It can almost be called like the father or the the parent that comes in and says, "You got to eat your broccoli before you have cake. You've got to clean your room before you can go outside and play." Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Saturn energy. Pluto, you know Pluto has been a planet, wasn't a planet, is back to being a planet. So it's transformative energy. It brings endings to things. Um, It rules death, other people's money, taxes, the taboo. Um, And so when these two powerful outer planets get together, we see war. We see independence. We see the change of the status quo. Um, And so that's what we're going through right now. Um, People are kind of at a loss of what do I do for a job or people's jobs are changing. Um, And so it's like, how are we going to find our foundation of Saturn when Pluto's come in and broken things <laughs> yeah they
0: seem very opposite mm-hmm. The one's all about controlling restricting yeah. getting us all back in line and Pluto's like we're gonna change it up yeah it's like
1: how can we have both right yeah exactly and we can't have both and that's why when they were opposing um back in the 30s we went into world war one and two um people say the energy feels very similar as the civil rights movement in the 60s And they were bouncing off each other. There were some squares um, with Uranus and Pluto. Mm. Uranus doesn't like things to say (laughs) the same either. (laughs) So when these guys get together, um, they can't seem to agree. And so we, as people on the planet, kind of get a little shaken, a little nervous because this is new energy. And the last time that Saturn and Pluto were conjunct in Capricorn was about in the 1500s um so nobody on the planet right now has been through this energy and that's why it can be a little destabilizing totally i mean we were doing a little bit of research i yeah. mean it was remedial yeah.
0: we typed in 1518 which was the last time that this that's conjunct hard. was happening yeah. there was this crazy affliction called <laughs> oh, dance fever that's right Where this woman just walked outside it was in france and she started dancing and she didn't stop. And people started joining her yeah. and people were dying of this affliction, like yeah. of exhaustion, of dehydration, cardiac arrest. Like people were falling over from dancing too much. Yeah.
1: So, and, so strange. Yeah. And
0: they were like, <laughs> some people were saying that it's like there was like fungus in the water and it was like a psychedelic and causing people to yeah. dance for our days on end. Yeah. But, so that's, <laughs> so that's, that's what we can one. expect. Yeah, yeah.
1: so <laughs> Dancing in the Streets. <laughs> yeah, so
0: Footloose is back. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Footloose and Fancy Free.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but bizarre stuff, bizarre. I guess. Bizarre, yeah. Um, um, I think the creation of the Protestant Church came about. Yeah, Martin Luther, in, yeah, 15... in five, 17. 17, oh, yeah, no, yes. I think that's the 15th. Yeah, Sorry, 15- I'm, you know. anal- I'm totally analog, and I'm checking notes, so if you hear paper movie... <laughs> It's no reason to get alarmed. I'm just turning a page.
0: 1517, just a year before the dance fever. Yes,
1: thank you. Yes, yes, thank you. So it's very strange. Um, so everybody's kind of feeling like we're lost in the dark, you know. Um, that solar eclipse just kind of kicked us on our on our bottoms. A lot of things have been coming out. Uh exposing lies and troubles in our government Mm -hmm. and And other governments and other governments and so this is our chance right now i know although people are freaking out don't get freaked out just go towards things that make you happy um this is a big reason why we're doing this podcast i just wanted to do something fun that makes me happy and so i'm doing that and um I'm having a lot of fun. That's amazing. (laughs) Me too. Um, So that's super cool. Um, Day to day,
0: Mm -hmm. what can we expect or not expect from this conjunct, and how long is it going to last? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, these things tend to last a while because the outer planets move so slowly. Um, We could be feeling these effects until about 2026, But that's just, yeah.
0: Dear, change takes (laughs) some time,
1: yeah. But we've got some great people that are coming in to usher in this change, like Greta Thunberg, our Time Person of the Year. Um, She's Capricorn, um, only sixteen, but we're gonna see more people like this. People that haven't been represented, represented in our communities, are gonna come up and help us balance this this new energy that we're. That we're trying to create because the old way, um, Saturn is sometimes represented as the patriarchy, um, and Capricorn, even though it's a feminine sign, it's there's been a lot of abuse of that of that energy. There hasn't been enough balance of male female energy, and and so we've got to we've got to fix that. And these new people that are coming in um, will be helping us, and you can help yourself too by when things are, when you feel the fear coming up, how do you, so how do you maintain, I guess, what can you do for yourself when this new energy is coming in and you're not really certain what to do? Um, again, referring to my notes. <laughs> um, what's helped me is actually to look at my birth chart. If you know you're your charting and everything, a lot of this energy is happening in my first house because that's where Capricorn is Mm. sort of (laughs) yeah you've got
0: kind of a you have a gorgeous chart but you have like an interesting twist yes
1: the interception yeah and it's not just football (laughs) (laughs) uh, hopefully we can get into interceptions later because I don't think a lot of people know about them but it's been so helpful for me um so with all this energy in my first house it's really revolutionary um or revolutionizing myself. Who I am, how I present myself, what I do as far as my career, and how I get it out to people. That's all changing um, because I've got, you know, Saturn and Pluto kind of sitting there. Um, Jupiter also moved into Capricorn, so it's expanding that energy. Um, I believe Mercury is sitting there too. So we've got a lot of action going for me in my first house. It could be different for you, it could be in your fourth house or your seventh house you just um need to look at your chart and see where the symbol of capricorn is and you'll see all of this stuff sitting there um it's kind of hard to miss and we also have the south node in capricorn as well so oh there's just a ton of stuff happening that's wild yeah yeah and so this is why we all feel kind of uncomfortable a little nervous um things that we used to do aren't working anymore might be changing your relationships with um, other people yeah and that's okay yeah just know that we are all here to kind of help usher in the new energy for the next generation and um
0: you can't resist it anyway it's happening yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah let's just, just roll it through <laughs> it's <fun> with it. <laughs> that's yeah. such an airy thing to do just, ah, Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there <laughs> Wherever you hear our podcasts, please follow, subscribe, like, share, all that jazz. Um, Yeah, come follow us along. That helps us to produce more of these podcasts and helps us to spread the good word of astrology to all. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much to our producer, Rick. And everyone at BYG Films, who allows us to record at their beautiful studio in sunny San Diego, please follow us at Astrology Airheads on Instagram. We have fun little tidbits, uh, current event updates on astrology, and fun little... Um, astro-appetizers. Yeah, astro-appetizers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys and gals. We'll catch you next time where we cover current astrological events. And more pop astrology. Share with your weird friends.